Live from the Momo Pizzeria and Ristorante Studios at 44th and O. Morning radio for the entire capital city. This is K Today with Jack and Friends on the Voice of Lincoln, 1499.3 KLIN. Welcome in on a Thursday morning. Jack Vacation Week continues. Caleb Henry with Doug Fitzgerald in studio. Mark Vale in the KLIN newsroom. It cooled off this morning, guys. We're under 70 right now. There's a little chill in the air. Just a little bit. Just a little bit. I don't know if I'd call it chill in the air. Uh, It's just that it's not mid-80s when we walk in. (laughs) Yeah, I don't call this chill. Uh, (laughs) I mean, you're pretty chill when you're on the morning show, Doug. I'm a normally cold guy anyway, so if I sense a little chill, I like that. Everyone's favorite morning show guest host, Doug Fitzgerald. (laughs) Whatever. Whatever. (laughs) Uh, chaps. Yeah, that's what the people said. People have spoken, Doug. Well, I'll accept it then. (laughs) I'll gladly accept it. Which means you have to bring cookies next time. Ah, all right. All right. Or or donuts or some, you know, some kind of sustenance. Slushy. Was a slushy work in the morning? Chill you down? Slushy. Not if you think there's a chill in the air. (laughs) The next time that it's 85 when we start the show, (laughs) yeah, I'd absolutely take a slushy to start things out. Um, we got a good show for you coming up today. Ticket Thursday. We're going to play a different game. Once again, I try to just make up games as we go along. And I don't even know what it is. Mark, you? No. You in on it? Nope. So here's the thing. I'm going to put the power with with the callers. Power with the people. That's where it's at. We're going to play reverse lie detector. So you listeners start putting together your two truths and a lie. You have to stump us once. Oh. We Hmm. have to figure out your lie. Wow. Please keep them appropriate also. Going to go ahead and put that little notation on there. (laughs) Um, But we have got a number of tickets to the Nebraska State Fair. So there's the Happy Together Tour, which has the Turtles, Gary Puckett, and the Union Gap, the Association, the Buckinghams, the Vogues, and the Cow Sills. Right back in my music year genre. So we <laughs> have got good, one, two, three, four, five four-packs wow. to give away. <laughs> wow. So let's see if there are five callers that can stump us. Mm. You're really laying the gauntlet down here, aren't you? Try to do a little something different. Reverse lie detector is what we're going to call this one. I like it. And on uh, Jack's podcast, you're going to have to. You have to. Listeners have to tune into that, right? Because you mentioned the one thing that most people can't guess about what you did growing up. What was that? Do you remember that? Oh, that I did uh, swing choir. Yeah, I've talked about that before. Yeah, yeah. I just thought that was interesting. I didn't know. You said most people don't guess that about you. No, that that's one of the things that definitely gets... Uh, <laughs> you don't think sports director and think... Swing choir. Definitely did swing choir. But you also did some uh, stage work, didn't you? Uh, I was in one act. I did speech. I was on our uh, quiz bowl. I was on... Um, we went and did some science competition stuff. and Well, we talked about growing up in a small town. If you didn't go out and do those things, you didn't have those activities. <laughs> yeah, you, you kind of, if you, if you had the availability to do it, you did it. Right. That did mean some early mornings and some later evenings because you're just trying to stack everything in and you got creative with practice schedules. But that is what it is. So we'll take your callers. 
um, at 710 for Ticket Thursday with all of those four packs to the Nebraska State Fair and the tour that they've got going on with their um, with their music folks and the reverse lie detector. 810, I think we're going to have Grow Lincoln. <laughs> I've had mixed messaging from Robin and Dave, so we're going to say we've got Grow Lincoln at 810. And if we don't, we'll figure it out we'll ourselves. Figure it out. Um, 835, we will have Greg Sharp, voice of the Huskers, as they are now a week into their fall camp. We'll get his thoughts on all of that. So, Mark, this uh, this morning, it's pretty nice out. And then we start hearing about, was it, did it sound like folks asleep on the road out west? Well, yeah, they're they're working a, a rollover accident, uh, mile marker 391, 392. They've uh, dispatched crews out there. This just happened just before six o'clock uh evidently uh an suv uh went off the road hit a guardrail uh rolled uh somewhere out there uh eastbound i believe it was so they're just picking it up off scanner so you know that would indicate somebody probably just drifted off mm-hmm. to sleep and the road hmm. uh i have no idea if that's what happened right but, uh, said three people were out of the vehicle walking around so hopefully uh, any injuries that might have occurred will be light but you might see a little activity out there 391 392 area that's two mornings in a row with some pretty yeah, the big one, accidents the one yesterday morning out at 38th and saltillo was uh fairly significant uh was a head-on and of course that's the construction area yeah. uh for the south beltway and a lot of dump trucks and uh, evidently there was a smaller vehicle i think it was a honda uh went head-on with a uh, dump truck you know, the honda lost uh, Starcare life flighted the driver of the Honda uh, to Brian West uh, with serious but not life threatening injuries. So, and and we had several accidents in South Lincoln yesterday. I mean, Chris, Chris and I were talking about it. it seemed like there was you know the rollover right on Highway seventy seven out mm-hmm. by uh, West Denton Road, uh, Warlick Avenue, uh, right out there, upside down on its top, right in the southbound lanes, mm. and then another accident. Uh, just uh, west of uh, um, on Old Cheney, three hundred west. So, yeah, it was kind of a wild morning yesterday. Let's hope we're not off to another one of those today. Well, and I open up, uh, the, I go to klin.com dot com, and I see vape thefts, yep. auto theft. Yep. Wh- a case of whiskey was burgled. That was the Casey's uh, yesterday morning that we were reporting on up there at Cotner and Layton. Mm-hmm. So. I believe that's the one that uh, they they had talked about alcohol being missing. So, right. Uh, that uh, that's one, and then uh, um, took uh, Crown Royal. Yeah, <laughs> going for the good stuff. <laughs> <laughs> and then uh, guy left his uh, pickup running at another uh, convenience store. Fifty two thousand dollars worth of uh, tools, construction equipment. In the oh. back. so that uh, is another one of our stories. An- another reminder to. Not leave the keys in your vehicle when you are not there, yeah. let alone the vehicle running. Absolutely. And then I guess the other thing that uh, made news yesterday, um, the case of child pornography, a 53-year-old Lincoln man, uh, Gregory Deitman. Yeah, I saw this. Sentenced to t- more than 20 years in federal prison on four counts. Uh, he had um, the um, his own photography uh, business here in Lincoln. Mm-hmm. Um Investigators found 590 images of four girls aged 16 and 17. So more than 20 years. And by the way, there is no parole in the federal prison system. So it's a, it's, it's a, it's a hard, it's a sentence. set 20. Uh, it's 20 a little, plus. Uh, yeah, 20 plus. So that was, uh, that's kind of a rundown of what, um, 
and and we'll also have a report uh, at six thirty. Uh, animal control here in Lincoln's been busy uh, with uh, some something that just really irritates you know what out of me. Um, they've been dealing with calls for dogs left in vehicles. No, no, um, not with this heat. No, nope. can't so, have that. So uh, we'll have that story. Uh, we've got the that's our second story at six thirty. Yeah, I, I usually enjoy taking taking my dog to the store where it goes okay i can just leave the windows down and run inside i have not done that this summer it's been way too too, hot it's been too hot to do that even just putting the windows down and knowing i would be in and out that's a no-go right now and it just takes a few minutes i mean it doesn't take much time at all Mm -hmm. for damage to be done so not good um today we're going to get a hear from not this morning obviously but after practice so we'll have this in our practice reports later on uh probably around noon and into the afternoon bill bush so we get to hear about the special teams i know mark you were asking me about this uh yep. earlier this week yep. we'll get to hear from the special teams coach on how those guys are doing so far this uh this fall i hope it i hope it just says yeah they're doing better than than what we've had in the past <laughs> Just go out and just be, just be average. Just <laughs> be average. But the kicking game, especially, I mean, it it can be a, a such a, uh, you know, it just sets things up. Yeah. Uh, so often, and boy, that it's really been lacking for what the last four years. It's yeah, and now, or inconsistent. Yeah, maybe is a better word. Inconsistent because you did have the Big Ten Kicker of the Year in twenty twenty, um, with uh with Connor Colt. But then he reverted and was very inconsistent last year. So so inconsistent would very much be the word for that. You also had not just the specialists as much as that wanted to be the talking point a year ago. You had people not going the right direct. Yeah, you had punts going the wrong direction, but then you had coverages not lining up. You had a blocked field goal against Oklahoma returned for a touchdown. And then you end up losing by single digits. Like yep. that's a big deal. Yep. Um, the missed field goals that you've had, the kickoff had not been has not been so bad. Um, mostly because you had the uh, the young man from Ord, Frankie, just putting stuff through the end zone the majority of the time. So you you've been okay in like one very small piece of special teams. The others just need to get up to being adequate. And I think they're going to be much better. When, when you go get the FCS punter of the year, when you actually have a dedicated special teams coach so you can go through and you are coaching specifically how your whole special teams is going to look um, and not this uh, this just group of coaches over kind of bringing, well, I've got some players here and we're all going to split up how special teams look. When you have one dedicated coach for it, I think it's going to be improved. And the amount of coaches that it, Matt McMaster talked about this, that you have the skilled players over taking reps on special teams. So hopefully just the level of talent that's on that phase of the game is higher. Could Matt see anything different at all? Did he have enough time in practice to be able to? No, just, just that the that you had the starter players for the skilled positions mm-hmm. over getting reps with the yep. special teams. Um, you've got that tonight. Guys, hey, football starts. Did you realize that? No, That's I didn't. This is the Hall of Fame game tonight? Hall of Fame game tonight, which nothing says Hall of Fame game quite like Raiders and Jaguars, but that is what it is. <laughs> um, so Canton, Ohio tonight, you have the N- the first NFL preseason game. Then everyone else gets going um, next week and through next weekend, but 
we have real life football. People are going to be hitting each other, and it's not the not the spring football leagues because obviously we had that, and I know some people were still really into that. But we've got what could be more considered real football going yep. to be happening. You have the NFL guys are going to be lining up. As much as you're still not going to get a bunch of starters, and you don't know how the game's even going to look because guys are just getting. Um, getting stuff going. Think about it the way we hope Nebraska Northwestern doesn't look for the first week of games. <laughs> NFL football is here tonight. Fall football is starting. It'll roll, man. And of It'll course, roll. you got all the high schools have got their practices going. Yep, so that's exciting. So we're 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 into it now. This, this is August football. Football is starting, and we are twenty three days out from Nebraska football opening up in. Ireland against uh, Northwestern. It's going to be good. I'm excited for it. Mark, anything else going on in the newsroom this well, morning? Well, I was, I was just uh, reading a, a story here from uh, Channel 8 and uh, something that uh, just popped up overnight. Um, they're reporting that Nebraska may be moving from a proposed total abortion ban. Uh, State Senator Megan Hunt posted on social media, media last night saying the Speaker of the uh, Legislature, who is Mike Hilgers, is calling lawmakers and asking them to support a special session for a 12-week abortion ban. Oh. So that's brand new. I just just saw that while uh, Hmm. you were discussing that. So as we've been talking about where the special session sits in the state, those conversations are obviously still going on. Yep. So that's brand new. All right. Very interesting. You said Channel 8 had that? Yeah. That's a story that they just posted. So. All right. I'll see if I can find out more about that. Well, we appreciate that, Mark. And and what uh, I know uh, there there was something in the news about the uh, former Nebraska golf coach. Did you see any of that? No, I missed that. Um, I believe he was charged with an aggravated DUI that uh, happened the day that he actually uh, retired or resigned. So. Yeah, so he was, and this is. Uh, uh, Brett Balak and I I apologize I didn't I don't do a whole lot with the golf team so I'm right. sorry if I mispronounce a name um but former men's golf coach accused of driving under the influence um he was pulled over at a Casey's and Skyler when had a tail light out after the deputy there approached his vehicle saw that he had bloodshot and watery eyes so he was uh, asked to step out, and the deputy could smell alcohol, and then they went from there. They found six uh, – well, the, the golf coach told the deputy that he had had six beers while at golf and one and a half beers at his mom's house, uh, but he hadn't had a beer in a couple hours. So right. so that's something new, though, that uh, we hadn't heard uh, prior. Yeah, that uh, just got posted, and again, I found that with uh, with Channel Eight, and that was just posted last night. Mm. So, so yeah, there there you are with that. And guys, this is one. I really we're we're a day late on chaps, but I'm going to add another chap here. <laughs> Have you guys ever walked into a room and noticed that there was definitely an argument happening, or people were not not happy with each other, and you're like, I don't have a whole lot of context. But there's a lot of tension in here right now. <laughs> yeah. So as you guys can see here, and for the listeners, I've got a giant bottle of Code Red because it's getting harder to wake up as the week goes on. <laughs> so I needed caffeine, and I don't drink coffee. So I went to a nearby gas station, and I went, all right, I'm just going to go in and get a liter of Code Red. 
I walk in, and I at first I see out in the parking lot, there is one of the adult beverage trucks going through, and they're stocking everything up. I walk in, and the lady behind the cash register is yelling at the lady unstocking beer, well, you better because you don't know how to do your job. And I went, oh, I'm just here to get a code red and some Funyuns. So this is uh, maybe somebody peek outside before you're yelling at people. <laughs> this is a little much for me at five in the morning, if you guys don't mind. <laughs> a little road rage uh, in inside the convenience store. I was like, she is leaving you guys beer. I would be, I don't care if they really know how to do their job. She's unloading adult beverages. Oh. Them's the breaks. <laughs> Time for a dad joke. I wonder if I've got one here. What, what do you got for me? i got to look one up here. Hang on just a second. Oh, they're just not in the, uh, the, the mind the, Rolodex? Yeah. Oh, they are, but I don't remember which ones I've used. Um, hmm. You keep track of the ones you use? No. No, I guess I've used all these. No, here's one. Okay. <laughs> and this is, this, is, this is this morning's ag report. Why does a milking stool only have three legs? Why? Because the cow has the udder. 625, Ellen K. Today with Jack and Friends on KLIN. Want today's top news stories? Top Husker stories? You can get them sent straight to your inbox every afternoon. Just sign up for the daily for free at KLIN.com. Or... A look at news from both inside and outside of Lincoln and conversation on how that news affects us here. It's time for the Sound Off on LNK Today. 637 in the capital city. We are less than 24 hours away from the final Jackless request line Friday of the summer. Theme is open. No theme. Whatever you guys want to play as long as we can play it on the radio. And I will figure. We will figure it out without Jack in here. <laughs> we will. We will get it done because it sounded like everything went okay-ish last Friday. Thank you for the dedications to uh, me and my then upcoming nuptials. I thought maybe that would be part of it for Friday, but I, this would be wanna, my first one where we I don't have no listen, theme. I don't want to listen to everybody's wedding songs. <laughs> Here's the thing: that, that's going to be all right for about two or three. Then I'm going to be like, hey. Someone's gonna... did you did you have a dance? We did not. We did not looking. So we were considering just playing like a song when we were doing our campfire, right. and then we just forgot. So Jack didn't sing or anything. No, Jack didn't come back out for the uh, for the campfire. So that was upsetting. <laughs> Thanks for not coming back, Jack. <laughs> That was all right. We still had s'mores, and it was a lot of fun. And at one point, I was like, wait, we're about to go to bed, and I've got a lot of campfire, or i got a lot of firewood over here still. We just threw it all in. I went, all right, well, let's burn it it's off. It's going to the blaze. It looked pretty cool for about 15 minutes. <laughs> um, so, yeah, you can send those in on the Rick Sign Recognition text line, 402-479-1400. No theme for tomorrow's request line. Friday, also coming up in about 30 minutes, you're going to have... Ticket Thursday, playing for four packs of tickets to the Happy Together Tour at the State Fair. That includes the Turtles, Gary Puckett, and the Union Gap, the Association, the Buckinghams, the Vogues, and the Cow Sills. Um, Obviously, State Fair out in Grand Island. Um, We're going to be playing Reverse Lie Detector 
with that one. So put together your two truths and a lie, and if you can stump the LNK Today crew, then you will be a winner. We've got five of those four packs, so we do have some room for you guys. Well, jumping into the sound off, a lot of talk about Taiwan because of Nancy Pelosi's recent visit. Well, possibility of China invading Taiwan is very real. China could invade Taiwan within the next 18 months. Now, that's according to sources familiar with U.S. intelligence and intel from our allies in the Indo-Pacific. Now, those sources are telling me that there is a particularly dangerous window of opportunity of a Chinese invasion of Taiwan. It could come between the meeting of the National Congress of the Chinese Communist Party this November and the 2024 U.S. presidential election. The revelations come on the heels of House Speaker Nancy Pelosi's controversial visit to Taipei. The Chinese Defense Ministry releasing a map of six zones surrounding the island, and Beijing reportedly is conducting live-fire military drills within 12 miles of the island right now. So what does live-fire mean? Do you know? Like, literally? I mean... So it, it's the... It's not like blanks or anything like that. It's it's the... It's real deal. Like, what are they... And what are they blowing up? You can blow up pretty much anything. You can just fire something into the sea. You can um, have specific targets set up. Wow. And they're they're shooting them over, Taiwan. Yeah, a little concerned about that. Yeah, one. it is. That um, is. So they got and there's a lot of other ways they can retaliate. We oh, talked a little yeah. bit yesterday too, and they got that and a lot you can do economically. Yep, economically. Um, back here closer to home, the uh, the Conservative Political Action Conference is gathering in Texas beginning today. CPAC is back in Texas, in Dallas, for another weekend of speeches, fundraising, meeting and greeting, and even an open floor of exhibitors and media. The event had been known for its yearly conference in the Washington, D.C. area, but ever since COVID-19 restrictions prohibited large gatherings there, the event's organizers began holding their conferences elsewhere, namely Florida and Texas. Former President Donald Trump will once again headline the event. He speaks Saturday evening. Eben Brown, Fox News. Meanwhile, congressional Democrats are looking to finalize support for their new spending package. Democrats still trying to pass that $740 billion tax and climate spending plan, but they've got one big hurdle. Arizona Senator Kirsten Sinema Axios is reporting that she is worried about that 15% corporate tax piece, whether it's going to trickle down to workers. But get this, she's also calling for more climate spending. It's a big thing in her state of Arizona. A reminder, there's already nearly $400 billion in climate spending in this package, which Democrats say will bring inflation down. That sounds good. More taxes in the middle of high inflation. People can't make ends meet. We, all, we, we talked yesterday. <laughs> we know within bills, you know, there's other things added and pork is there. That's why. High in, that's you why know. you need to go sign up for the vacation from inflation at KLI. Exactly. Exactly. Five thousand dollars anytime this August. You can go sign up right at KLIN.com. Beautiful image made by our own Carrie, Kenny <laughs> Larrabee. I saw that. Right at the top of the KLIN page. Wait for that flipper to go past LNK today and Drive Time Lincoln and sign up for the app and. Right there, vacation from inflation, $5,000 sweepstakes from us here at KLIN to help you out this August. Now, all of this happening in Washington at the same time that 
They're mourning the death of Republican Congresswoman Jackie Walorski, who was tragically killed in a car crash Wednesday afternoon. The 58-year-old Republican representative was killed Wednesday when another car hit hers head on. Now, this happened around 1230 Wednesday in Elkhart County, Indiana, when a driver reportedly veered into Walorski's lane. 27-year-old Zachary Potts and 28-year-old Emma Thompson were both aides of Walorski and were also killed in that crash. Now, the sole driver of the other vehicle, 56-year-old Edith Schmucker, was pronounced dead at the scene. Tributes from both parties poured in following that tragic news. Walorski's office released a statement saying her husband, Dean, was notified his wife was killed. I saw this pop up on my Twitter feed mm. yesterday. I just went, oh, no. Yeah. J- just just tragic there. It's horrible. It's the news you don't want to hear, and and uh, our our thoughts are with them. And there were four people, and I mean, that was a massive accident. And we talked about the accidents around mm-hmm. here, too. I mean, there's just been a lot of um, automobile incidents that are impacting life, so... Uh, We've been talking about the possibility of a special session in the state of Nebraska uh, regarding abortions. Obviously, there's some some newer developments on that in the last 24 hours, and and Mark Vale's been working on that. But nationally, President Joe Biden signed an executive order yesterday aimed at giving women greater access to abortions. He signed an executive order directing the Department of Health and Human Services to consider working with states to use Medicaid waivers to pay for expenses for women who cross state lines to receive abortions, all in response to the high court's striking down of Roe. I commit to the American people that we're doing everything in our power to safeguard access to health care, including the right to choose that women had under Roe v. Wade. Now, we talked about using Medicaid. Now, Medicaid does include in this particular circumstance family planning services such as contraception, non-emergency medical transportation, and yes, even abortion care in cases of rape, incest, and danger to the life of the mother. And that came just a day after uh, Kansans voted against allowing their legislature to um, update their state constitution, and we'll keep you updated on whether or not a special session does come to fruition here in the Cornhusker State. Uh, United States Senate approved NATO membership for two new countries. Overwhelming bipartisan support in the Senate to approve Finland and Sweden's bid to join the North Atlantic Treaty Organization. On this vote, the yeas are 95, the nays are 1, and one senator responded present. GOP Senator Josh Hawley of Missouri, the only no vote. The nation's moving to join NATO following Russia's invasion of Ukraine. Their accession will make NATO stronger and America more secure. Senate Minority Leader Mitch McConnell. The U.S. joins Canada, the U.K., Germany, and 19 other members of NATO's 30 nations to ratify their requests. Kristen Goodwin, Fox News. So you've got more going across there, especially in Europe, being part of this uh, this organization. And like she said, stemming from Russia's invasion right. into Ukraine. I saw a senator, I was trying to look up, who tweeted last night, and I can't remember who it was, um, saying that um, that they were really thankful for Putin. Because if it wasn't for his invasion, they wouldn't have added them. Yeah. So. Oh, very much so. Yeah. Um, speaking of Ukraine, head of the International Atomic Energy Agency warning that a Ukrainian nuclear plant, largest in Europe, is under threat. The Zaporizhia plant in the southern part of Ukraine's been subjected to Russian shelling. And Rafael Grossi, director general of the UN's International Atomic Energy Agency, says the physical integrity of the place has been compromised. Zaporizhia is completely out 
of control. That plant under Russian control. While Ukrainian workers remain on the job, Grossi says safety protocols are being violated and... We also need to perform very important safeguards inspections. There's a lot of nuclear material there to be inspected. Grossi wants to get his teams to the site, but for that to happen, they'll need protection and cooperation from both Russia and Ukraine. Jill NATO, Fox News. So yeah, got to watch all of that happening. We, we've seen that a couple of times since Russia's invasion of Ukraine, our places with these nuclear plants yep. and them becoming threatened and the cooperation that goes with making sure that doesn't become a worse situation. Yep, yep. Um, so we're still waiting to hear on any indication from Joe Biden on 2024, President Trump, or uh, yeah, former President Trump on 2024. Could we find out from someone else today? Uh, Florida <laughs> Governor Rob DeSantis' spokeswoman is teasing a major announcement for this morning she describes as official business. Christina Pushaw taking to Twitter saying that this morning's announcement by DeSantis will cause the liberal media meltdown of the year. The tweet setting off speculation over whether it has anything to do with the governor's potential presidential aspirations. DeSantis consistently does well in polls about possible Republican presidential candidates, usually just below former President Trump. And we all know there's plenty of speculation about his political future, Gary Baumgarten, Fox news do we get the first do we get the first big announcement i don't know but part of that part of that messaging out yesterday saying that the liberals are going to go nuts when they hear it so it'll be interesting regardless of who announces isn't that the way that it's going to go yeah yeah and they're talking about several things too i mean it could be presidential announcement could be mask bans it could be uh, there's a whole list of of thoughts of what's going to happen we'll find out um do you remember as we when we were talking about the baby baby formula shortage Yeah, yeah Well, families are still struggling to find baby formula in grocery stores. New data out shows all formula types are about 18% out of stock. Powdered formula is nearly 28% out of stock across the country. Typically, outage rates are between 5 and 7%. Some states suffering outages more than others. Alaska, with more than 42% of supplies out of stock, tops the list, followed by Kansas, Utah, Colorado, and Minnesota. It was back. Back in late April, the nation's parents were starting to feel the effects of the months-long closure of Abbott Nutrition's baby formula manufacturing plant in Sturgis, Michigan, which started in February. The plant reopened in July after severe weather prompted a second closure. Production has resumed on specialty formula Elecare, but has not yet restarted for widely used Semilac. Yeah, we've been pretty happy that... For us, we are past the baby formula right. part of it, but we were using Similac. Yep, that's, so I so, think we so use that too. So when we're we're thinking about folks that are in similar situations to what we were, just back time it a little bit. That's really rough because uh, we were very dependent on just going and grabbing sure. some of that because we 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 were formula feeding. Yep. To not have that, yes, there are other options, but not everyone has those options. Right. There, there are some, some other medical things that can come up, so you have to f- formula feed. Putting some people in some rough situations still, it didn't just, just because we weren't talking about it didn't mean it stopped happening. Right, sometimes, and I wonder how long it's... Sometimes it, we think that, though, if, if, if nobody's talking about sure. it, it's not happening anymore, that formula shortage is still happening. Now, on the other side of it, something for maybe more of us adults, probably, um, but were, were you a big fan of the Choco Taco? 
Did you even know what that was? Mm, oh, I've heard of it. I don't think I've had a Choco well, fa- Taco. Fans, I can see the image, though. Fans of it should not be giving up hope because the treat may be on its way back. When Klondike announced last month it was discontinuing the Choco Taco, fans of the ice cream treat reacted with great disappointment. That has the company rethinking its decision. Klondike tweeting, We've heard our fans and we're hoping to bring this favorite treat back to ice cream trucks in the coming years. And while that's not a guarantee, it gives fans of the waffle-shaped ice cream treat sweet hope. Carmen Roberts, Fox News. Are you a Choco Taco fan? I've never had one. <laughs> I so haven't I just, either. I just like, All Maybe right, that's what we need to do when it's the next morning we come in. So the slushies... Hot. Bring in Choco Tacos. Why not both? Why not both? Why not both? <laughs> um, you you were watching, and I'm never going to let you live this down now, oh, but boy. you were watching The Bachelorettes earlier this week. Thank you. Um, and Any other just <laughs> not, terrible television that I, you watch? The, do, soap that, operas. I, when I was a when I was younger, we watched soap operas. Just because you stayed home sick, and that yes, was the only thing that was That's on. the only thing. General Hospital's already. Um, so, a long running soap opera is leaving network TV for good and going solely to streaming. Like sand through the hourglass, so are the days of our lives. It's the end of an era for days of our lives. The NBC soap opera, which began airing in 1965, will leave network TV starting September and move exclusively to Peacock. Currently, the streamer hosts past episodes as well as two exclusive spinoffs. According to the network, the time slot formerly filled by the 58-time Emmy award-winning drama will now host NBC News Daily, a one-hour news show. Days of Our Lives is NBC's longest-running series, having celebrated its 55th anniversary in 2020, the same year it aired its 14,000th episode. Anna Eliopoulos, Fox News. All right, I know what programming is more up your lane. Oh, boy. And it's got a revival coming, and it's also going to streaming. Beavis and Butthead are invading television sets <laughs> once again, a revival of the classic 90s series that features the two teen slackers who share a similar outlook on life and libido premieres on Paramount+. Plus. There's a mosquito on your face right now. Hold still. I'll get it for you. <laughs> He's a tough little fella. Is it gone now? Eh, no. The show was created by Mike Judge for MTV in 1992 for the anthology series Liquid Television. The characters were popular enough to launch their own spinoff series, which ran for seven seasons and launched its own spinoff, Daria. Michelle Polino, Fox News. So Days of Our Lives or Beavis and Butthead? <laughs> oh, I'd have to go for Beavis and Butthead. Okay. <laughs> Them's the breaks. It is 6.53. We're going to talk a little Capital Humane Society and what pets are available to you this week. This is LNK Today with Jack and Friends on KLIN. It's our weekly spotlight of pets for you to adopt from the Capital Humane Society on LNK Today. Six fifty-eight in the capital city. Talking with Matt Mancharo from the Capital Humane Society. Matt, how are you doing? You keeping yourself and all the pets there uh, nice and cool during this week? We are. We are. It's a uh, it's a scorcher, that's for sure. We uh, when we started the show yesterday, it was eighty-five degrees already in the morning, and I know my dogs at home are very much not happy with me that. The walks either have to be earlier or much later or just much shorter because all of us are getting tired a lot quicker. 
Yeah, I got two seniors at home, and they go out, they do their business, and they're ready to come <laughs> <laughs> our hus Our Husky, though, there is something just wrong with him in the head because he goes, nope, I'm staying out here for whatever reason. I'm like, dude, you are three kinds of uh, heat heat exhaustion, but please come inside. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> uh, what pets are we looking at this week? So first off, we got Heather. So Heather's an approximately five-year-old St. Bernard. She's a spade female, and she's primarily white, has some brown and black mixed in there, but she weighs about 90 pounds, and she came to us as a lost dog, and surprisingly, nobody came looking for her, but she's a big teddy bear, walks very well on a leash, uh, does really well with other dogs as well, so if you've got other dogs, she'd probably be a great fit for them, so if you're looking for a big love bug, she's going to be a perfect match for you. Awesome. That's Heather. What else do we have? So I heard you were talking about Klondike bars. So <laughs> incidentally, we actually have a kitten named Klondike. All right. So uh, Klondike's a 12-week-old domestic short hair, spade female. She's a calico. And so her and her litter mates, they actually came in when they were only four weeks old. And so they've spent the last two months in a foster home, and now they're ready for their new homes. And uh, every day at the adoption center, uh, if you adopt two kittens together, the second adoption fee is cut in half. So if you're looking for a pair of kittens, we have over 20 looking for homes right now. Awesome. And if folks are interested, where can they go to get information on that? So you can visit our website, capitalhumanesite.org, or just come on out to the Pylock Pet Adoption Center on 70th and Highway 2. We're open today and tomorrow, 1130 to 7, and Saturday and Sunday from 12 to 5. All right, Matt, you stay cool, keep those pets cool, and we'll talk again next week. Have a good one. There you go, Matt Medcharo, Capital Humane Society. It is 7 o'clock here on LNK Today with Jack and Friends. 29.3 KLIN. 710 in the capital city, 68 degrees sunny, and time for a new Ticket Thursday game, calling it Reverse Lie Detector. The power is with the people. You tell us two truths and a lie. We try to figure out what that lie is, and if you win, you get a four-pack of tickets to the Happy Together Tour at the State Fair Later this month, it includes the Turtles, Gary Puckett, and the Union Gap, the Association, the Buckinghams, the Vogues, and the Cow Sills. I'm Caleb Henry, Doug Fitzgerald in studio, Mark Vale in the KLIN newsroom. We are going to confer as a team, and the phone lines are open. We do still have a line open over here on the Rickstein Recognition Hotline, 402-479-1400. But, Lewis is up first. Lewis, how are you doing this morning? Oh, pretty good. Do you, uh, rules make sense to you? Two truths and a lie, and you've got the power? Yeah. All right, let's hear it. Let's hear your three options, and we will figure out what the lie is. Okay. Two of these guys are members of the Band of Brothers, Easy Company. The other one is a, a fake name. The, these, the two guys are all mentioned in Stephen Ambrose's book. The names are Walter Gordon... William Trabert and Lewis Nixon. Mark, you got any idea on those? Not a clue. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you, <laughs> what was the last one? Nixon. Lewis Nixon. Uh, that sounds a little fishy, but I have no idea. Well, we got Lewis on the line. Lewis Nixon is an option. Trying to do a little. I have no idea, but you just want to go with Lewis try- Nixon. No, hear, hear him out. I mean, oh, okay. No, no, I'm just thinking through. My, my, the initial thing popped out to me was, hmm, Lewis and Lewis, a little, maybe a little fishy there. Yeah. I don't know. I can see that line of thinking. But then you got Walter and William. Hmm. 
Oh, you actually wrote them down. I forgot them. Oh, I did. Walter, <laughs> William, and Lewis. I just got first names. So I'm got. I personally would go with Lewis. Yeah, I would. I will too. Lewis is the answer. Lewis Nixon. No, the fake one was William Traber. He was no. my next door neighbor. All right, that makes you a uh, that makes you a winner for the four pack of tickets to the Happy Together tour. Lewis, you hang on the line. Doug is going to get your information. Congratulations on being the first winner. Okay, thank you. Hmm. Hey, that didn't take long. <laughs> we kind of suck at this, don't we? <laughs> Wait a minute, I'm realizing we're not good at this. <laughs> um, so we'll go to our uh, second caller here. I don't have the name, so welcome into LNK today with Jack and Friends. I presume that's me. That's you. Who are we talking with? All right, and Steve. All right, Steve. What are your three options, your two truths and a lie for us? Okay. Um... The Fairbury Junior College mascot was called the Bombers. Awesome. Okay. I sang uh, before a Tommy James concert in front of the audience, and I was class valedictorian. I don't think there's a junior college in Fairbury. It used to be. Okay. Oh. Well, then he just told us that. Okay. Well, I think that one's going to be true then. All right. So, so we're looking at singing, singing before a concert or valedictorian. I'd say singing. I think I think Steve's pretty smart. I think Steve's pretty smart too. What? Did you get that, Doug? I'm on the tail end of this one, so I got Steve singing valedictorian in junior college. Yeah. Steve, give us those uh, three options once more. Uh, I was class valedictorian. The mascot for the Fairbury Junior College was the Bombers, and I sang in front of a Tommy James concert audience. Ooh. I'm going to go with the. I'm thinking it's singing in front of the Tommy James audience. Is that what you guys are thinking too? Um, or are you thinking I, valedictorian? No, I I think he was a valedictorian. I, so I would I would have to agree with that, but I would defer to you and. Mr. Fitzgerald. <laughs> All right, let's do singing. We're going with the singing? All right. Yeah. We're going with the singing. How, oh, we can't ask, we can't, uh, we can't ask, no. ask any other questions, nope. can we? All right, never mind. I, I did sing before an audience, but it was at Pershing Auditorium, Harry Chapin concert, so oh, you wow. are correct. Oh, so we got it. Uh, yeah. I, I, hey, hey. That, that's one for us. Hey, thanks. Go ahead and feel free to call back with another one. Um, lines are open, 402-479-1400. We did sleuth one out, guys. We We're one for one. <laughs> Pulled that one out that's, of our that, ear. That's a good batting average right away. <laughs> um, yeah, we're hitting 500. Every one of the lines is open, 402-479-1400. can be as hard or as difficult as you want this to be with the reverse lie detector. I'm glad we figured out. By the way, I just pulled up Google over here. Um, Dana Altman with connections to the Fairbury, uh, the Southeast Community College in Fairbury. The Bombers. Hmm. Wow. I did not know that they had a campus there. I didn't know that either. So, wow. We're playing for four packs of tickets to the Happy Together Tour. That's at the State Fair, August 29th at 2 p.m. Includes the Turtles, Gary Puckett, and the Union Gap, the Association, Buckingham's Vogues, and the Cow Sills. All right. We got we got, we got got people ready. We got a couple of go. callers. Ellen K. Today with Jack and Friends. Who are we talking with? Howdy. Howdy. All howdy. right, howdy. What are your two truths and a lie? 
I was a tech sergeant in the Air Force. I was a volunteer wilderness ranger. And I graduated from UCLA. Well, I'm pretty sure you were in the Air Force. I'm not going to argue that one. I don't think Howdy went to UCLA. I don't think so either. Uh, no. Yeah. All right, Howdy, we're going with I, UCLA. I was going to go there, but the the, <laughs> the, head, <laughs> the herpetologist went on uh, sabbatical, so I didn't get my master's in, in reptiles. Well, hey, thank you, Howdy. We are now two and one with this today. LNK to J LNK today with Jack and friends. Who are we talking with? Hello. Hello. Yes. Hey. Yes. Yep. You're yeah. on uh, KLIN. You You welcome me to call back. This is Steve again. All right, Steve. Got another two truths and a lie for us. <laughs> um. Yeah. Let's see. Two truths. Okay. Um. My first car was a Chevy Nova. Nice. Uh, I'm a graduate of Southeast Community College, and I had a knee replacement surgery. All right, well, oh, I think he's got a connection to Southeast Community College, so I think we can count that one. Yeah, I would, that's I, a good I, guess. All right, so... It's the Nova either, or the knee. Yeah. Uh, the Nova or the knee. Either way, it's a no-go, right? <laughs> no. I... I, I <laughs> If if you uh, had a Nova, a Chevy Nova, <laughs> I am one jealous individual. <laughs> wow, what a vehicle! They, Ooh, I'm I'm gonna say but, I'm gonna say I think it's the knee. You think it's the knee replacement? Well, mm, I was gonna go Nova. Uh, all right, we'll go Nova. But I'll I'm, I'll defer. I'm thinking Nova also. I don't know. I'm just thinking how far back with the Nova and knee. No, we're, we're we're leaving this one with you, Doug. We, oh which my. way? Which way are you going? So it all rests on me. It does. All right, I'm going. I'm going knee. All right, knee. I'm going with, knee. Is knee replacement the lie? No, <laughs> I did have my knee replaced. <laughs> oh, first car was a Buick Skylark. Oh, okay. All right. Well, went. You never go. You go with your first instinct. I know, always, right? And yeah, you I never go. Have. You never think about it. And I thought about it too much, Steve. Hey, Steve. You Good hang job. on the line. Yeah. Doug's going to get your information. Congratulations. Uh, hey, hey Steve. Be Steve, before you go. Yeah. Why a Buick Skylark of all vehicles? <laughs> I think it was the price that cost four hundred and fifty dollars. Okay, I, you're you're uh, you're perfectly good on that one. I understand. Steve, did I get you? Did I did I get you a little? Um, did I get you a little scared there? Uh, we yeah, were shooting absolutely. for the no. You know, we were shooting for the Nova, yeah, and then at the very last scared. second, I pulled out the knee. You, you guys are good at this. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Doug, go get your information, Steve. We got a couple other lines open, 402-479-1400. A few more five packs of tickets, or four packs of tickets. To five four-packs, right? Five four-packs. Now, now we're we down to three, three. four-packs. There's so, a lot of numbers involved with this. Right. So, Mark, we had it. We had it. Well, I had it. Yeah, I, I was thinking it was the Nova. You know, I don't know. I said knee too. Yeah, you you, I, I you were going knee, and I was going Nova. Yeah, 
come on in. And you oh, well, you know, there you, you just, go. You just wanted him to have the Nova. Yeah, I think I that's did, the way know. you were actually leaning yeah, on that. Yes, I was. Yeah. <laughs> I was thinking, you talk about uh, a great vehicle. Man, they were sharp looking. Um, that's one thing about cars back in my day. They didn't suck like the ones today oh, do. Oh, jeez. I mean, they were, you know, 12 miles to the gallon if you were had great mileage and eight if you didn't. You say that to Jack's Rivian right now, all <laughs> yeah, right? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, one last call for you guys to get in on the four-pack of tickets to the Happy Together Tour State Fair later this month. 402-479-1400. I will give you guys like 15 seconds. If nobody calls, we're going to shut down the competition and we're going to call it a mild success. <laughs> and then we're going to ask each other. Yeah, and then we're going to give ourselves two truths and a lie. Yeah, mm. okay. Off air, where it's a lot more fun. No. <laughs> <laughs> oh, on air, okay. Yeah. Well, in that case, Mark, since you're volunteering for us just to go and we, right. can, we can win ourselves tickets. I was once on a telephone news conference and asked a question of then-President George H.W. Bush. Uh, I have uh, been to Malaysia, and I graduated as valedictorian. Which one's the lie? Valedictorian. Ooh. What, what are you thinking? Hmm. Do them again one more time. I was on a, a telephone news conference and asked a question of then President George H.W. Bush. Uh, I've been to Malaysia, and I graduated as valedictorian. I would say the news conference was George H.W. Bush. Okay, so you, you, you guys disagree. Settle on one. Well, I, I'm saying valedictorian. All right, valedictorian. He, he's he's, he's he, confident and he's been... Well, he's smart, but I also think he had smart classmates. Oh. All right, I'll do it. Valedictorian. I was, I was not valedictorian. That Yay! Is. One for us. Actually, actually, what we had at that time, we didn't have a valedictorian. We had the top 10, and I was in the top 10. Oh, wait, it's, it's hard to be something when you're older than what the phrasing is for it. Yeah. <laughs> but I have been to Malaysia, and I did ask a question of then-president, George H.W. I remembered something about you asking a question with the president, and I knew you'd been over to that part of the world. All right, we did get a couple of callers in here, so we're going to see if we can get them in. Jeff, what are your two truths and a lie this morning? Okay, I have interviewed the three following people. John Elway, Alanis Morissette, and Cal Ripken Jr. Ooh. Well, uh, obviously, uh, he's got the sports connection with two of them being sports, so I would say Alanis Morissette. I was kind of leaning that one, too. What, uh, what do you think? I agree. All right, we're going to say Alanis Morissette. It's Cal Ripken Jr. Oh, All right. Ding, 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 ding. <laughs> All right, well, fantastic, Jeff. How, how? What were you doing to introduce these, these folks? Uh... Met them at the uh, 96 uh, NHL Stanley Cup playoffs in Denver. That's pretty awesome. Well, hey, you hang on the line, and Doug's going to go ahead and get your information. Congratulations. Thank you. All right, there you go. That's one more. We've got two more four-packs. We're going to get um, another caller here. I don't have his name pulled up, and this might be the last one we get to before we take our break. LNK Today with Jack and Friends. Who are we talking with? Jeff, also call back Whoa. because you you hung up. Um, but who are we talking with here? Mo. All right, Mo. What are your two truths and a lie? I was the National Merit Scholar. 
I was my high school class graduation speaker, and my first car was a 67 Grand Torino. Oh, oh, oh. Um, Grand Torino. Grand Torino? I'm all right going with that. Gosh, darn it. Yeah, that's why. Oh, hey, we're like 500 today. Hey, Mo, thanks for calling. The point is you can't go to the fair and see that concert next week. <laughs> oh, darn. All right, thank you. Heart, you, you. We should get a chance. You know, we'll... Yeah, we'll find a way to give these away still, Mo. All right, see you, bye. All right, Jeff, make sure you call back in because we've uh, got your tickets here waiting for you, and Doug wants to take your information. We are going to take a break, though. That was that was mildly fun, though, wasn't it? Yeah. I enjoyed talking with some people, learning learning a couple different things about our listeners. It's 724. We're going to hit this break on another check of sports coming up. Your morning drive brought to you by Stonebridge Insurance and Wealth Management just around the corner. This is Alan K. Today with Jack and Friends on KLI. This is the Morning Drive presented by Stonebridge Insurance and Wealth Management on 1499.3 KLIN. Plenty to get to on the morning drive, so let's go ahead and dive right into it. Number five. Highlighting how tough it is to get some positions filled, Lancaster County Board of of, uh, Commissioners approved a pilot program this week allowing current employees of the Lancaster County Sheriff's Office to make referrals in an effort to fill open deputy positions. Uh, Sheriff's Captain John Vick says the department is between 5 and 10 percent vacant for uh, for deputy sheriffs. For over a, a, the last year, and so they've got a successful referral program. An employee could receive a thousand dollars after a referral is on a job for six months, and another thousand after they complete a year. Uh, he said some other agencies have tried the method to improve numbers, and they're going to they hope to expand the referral bonus to all members of the sheriff's office, not just those represented by a union. Department uh, still, uh, or right now, has six vacancies for deputies in the department. That's a great idea. It's being done a lot uh, outside of public agencies, a lot of bonuses, but even the, the state, you know, they've, they've had uh, bonuses, sign-on bonuses for corrections employees and and others as well. So, yeah, it's, uh, you know, competing in the marketplace. Well, and you see it in private businesses as well, that there's a, a bonus if someone gets through the probation, gets hired, gets through the probationary period, then there's a bonus for the employee that was put down as the referral or that was able to so essentially what you're doing is you're turning your employees into salespeople for your business yep. yeah they're they're recruiters for yeah, you recruiters, for your, for your organ- you're recruiting for the organization and who better to uh, recruit for your organization uh they're certainly not going to recruit somebody that they wouldn't want to work with yeah and and this is a place that has the vacancies and that's a that's a need for public safety yeah, as as uh, you know, and we've heard how short uh, Lincoln Police Department is too. And uh, I wonder whether short on numbers. It's not that they're they're, they're right. not all six feet. Right. right. Yeah. 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 <laughs> all right. Yeah. All right. I would think retention would be better too. I don't know, but I would just assume when you have relationships and people that you know that you want to bring into an organization, I would think retention would be good too. Yeah, and and sign on bonuses, not just the referrals. I yep. mean, if if uh, you know this is the referral side of it, uh, you may have to also sweeten the pot with the uh, and, sign on bonus. Too. And the pay is pretty good too. I'm on the website right now, starting out around sixty thousand dollars. That's uh, not too bad, but it takes a special kind of person to do that Absolutely. public safety work. It yeah. does. 
you've got to have a, a mindset and uh, the will to serve the public like uh, no others. Speaking of referral bonuses and open positions, we are hiring in the KLIN newsroom for a news anchor uh, news anchor reporter. You can find information on that at KLIN.com. Is there a bonus? When you get down to the part to that? that says, how did you find out about this, please put down Caleb Henry. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, we do have a, a referral bonus uh, in the company. We do. Oh. So. I didn't know. Well, I wasn't going to tell you because I wanted them to put my name down. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, Mark. Yeah, we're we're losing one of our uh, uh, key members of our news department here another week and a half. So, Carla James is uh, going on to become a news director at another uh, station in the in the state. Hmm. Yeah, she's going to go and, and continue to do fantastic work there. And we're looking for the next person who wants to come hang out with us and report on the city of Lincoln. Plus, she's getting married, so. <laughs> You know, that's all the better. And she's going to the community where her fiancé is. Hey, I got married last week. Four days. Four days <laughs> in a row. good. I just got to make sure I mention it tomorrow, and that's just, a clean sweep. Just remember, you'd be better off now that you're filing uh, jointly, married filing jointly. You'd still be better off with the fair tax. <laughs> I guess I haven't delved into it that far, but good to know. Number four. With airline travel back, uh, scammers are taking advantage of increased flight cancellations. It's a new con that Josh Planos with the Better Business Bureau of Nebraska talked with us about yesterday. Scammers create fake airline ticket booking sites, uh, third-party booking sites, or even fake customer service numbers, and they charge travelers for rescheduling fake flights or canceled flights. So, you know, if, if you used a third party or you get contacted by one, be very careful, and it's uh, recommended you go directly to the airline uh, if at all possible, mm-hmm. to make sure that the information is correct. I'm always skeptical of those. I always go directly to the airline. I know you pay a little bit more. Not always. but Not always, but most of the time. And But I'm willing to pay it a little extra just because I... I my trust level is pretty low with all that stuff. Well, and, and like, so. there, there's a couple of websites that I've used before and I know to use, but I'm not... I'm not interested necessarily in going, what is this website I've never heard of? Right. Or it might look a little bit legit. And there are some of them that I'm sure are very legitimate um, websites. But I look at it and I see the prices. I'm like, well, it's not that big of a difference from the ones that I've used before and I know. That's one of the things that whenever we talk about um, the way that you can get scammed is dealing with dealing with industries or dealing with people that you have not necessarily used before so how do you get around that you shop local it's in person and you do that versus the online shopping it's it's a lot harder to get scammed if you are there with cash in person with these websites and booking airlines what have you used before what are the reputable websites stick with those and it's going to be a lot harder for you to get scammed and they're replicating, making them look look not only look legitimate, but like the actual organization. Maybe yeah, you, you got to go make sure you're, too. You're, so you got to look at the URLs and check the URL. We have that all the time with uh, with scam emails that come into our yep. company. Yep. Thank you, Tim, for taking care of us on that side of yep. things. But boy, the number of times we get an email from our boss, and you look at it and you go, "That's definitely not an email from my boss." <laughs> yeah. It's and, a- you, you you look at it and the return address is some uh, email address in Japan or something. Yeah. <laughs> so so it, it's 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 a lot of the same ways that folks are trying to scam. They make it look very similar to something that you have done before or from somebody that you know, 
you got to check those details, too. Yep. Just because it says that name from the sender or it says that at the website, that's not 100% what it is. Yep. And this is a case also where it's you may have booked on a, a legit website uh, or an airline direct, but if you get a call saying the flight's been canceled and we hear about that, got to be careful of those calls or even getting some crazy emails that saying your flight has changed or all of that because they can be scammed as well. So it's not just when you're booking. It's if you get contacted about something else. Uh, be very, very cautious and find it, as they say, direct from the horse's uh, mouth. I get scam text messages saying that my Amazon account has been unlocked after yes. suspicious activity, and I go, deleting that text message bef- without even opening it. I got one from Amazon, or a supposed Amazon. It was, you know, the, the automated voice saying, uh, we are now approving your $8,476 order from Amazon. Please uh, confirm this by pressing one. <laughs> I pressed hang up. By the way, that that was me, so you should have accepted. It was no. a belated birthday present. Oh, thank you very much. <laughs> Number three. NBC has pushed the idea of combining Big Ten telecasts with its existing Notre Dame coverage as a perfect one-two punch. And, of course, you're talking about some big dollars yeah. for, for the conference. Yeah, the Big Ten expected to have a media rights deal in the ballpark of $1.25 billion, wow. billion dollars <laughs> coming up as their media rights deal ends after this next year. So they're going through those negotiations. NBC trying to get the Big Ten into its primetime window along with Notre Dame. Now, down the road, you could have Notre Dame playing more Big Ten teams. That already boosts all of your money there then um, because you have that. But NBC is pitching for a fall Saturday football schedule of triple header coverage for Big Ten games on Fox, CBS, and NBC. And that doesn't even include your Big Ten network games or if your games ended up on somewhere else. But if you had that triple header, you were on every home you are in every home across the nation and you want to talk about what it is not having the e- the same ESPN deal that the SEC has maybe you're not on sports hmm. center as much because ESPN wants to show their own programming right. not grab Fox and CBS and those others as much the exposure for the league would rival anything ESPN could do with hmm. the SEC now you still have to find those dollars and where everything shakes out. But the Big Ten is set up with their media deal, not just to make a lot of money, but to have the exposure for the league for football and then obviously with what they can do for several other sports, but talking just football here, in a way that no other league can do, especially once you start to add in UCLA and USC. It says in here that Amazon is part of negotiations. What's what up? What's up with Amazon? So Amazon, um, you had Apple interested as well. There are these streaming services that are trying to get more into live really? sports. You've already had it with. There's going to be some NFL. I believe NFL games, Major League Baseball games are on Apple. Um, they've got some there. You're seeing some of these streaming services try to take some live sports play by play. Interesting. That's why if you see the commercials, Hulu has live sports. Right. That's part of it there. The streaming services are getting into the sports game, which means there's more money to go into it. Right. Now, they might not get the top game each week. They might just get one or two. But if you can put a game on Peacock 
if you can put a game on Amazon. Well, now people have to go make sure they are subscribed to those places. Uh, you saw the Olympics right. were on Peacock right. as well as NBC. So there was a lot more coverage on their streaming service. That's another way to go and just kind of nickel and dime and make some more money across your company. I've done that. I've signed up for services to yeah. watch Yeah, programming. Yeah, that's why we signed up for Peacock around the Olympics. But for the conferences, that just means there's more money okay. they're able to bring in. More money then goes down to the schools, and you figure out where it goes from there. Yep. Number two. Now we've had a string of burglaries and thefts uh, over the past 24 to 36 hours. Uh, we reported about the break-in at Casey's at North Cotner and Layton yesterday on the news in the morning. Well, we found out now that they uh, took a case of Crown Royal uh, after breaking the front door out. Uh, suspect uh, from video- That would not have been my choice, by the way. Well, that's all right. <laughs> that's all right. Uh, and you were here working. Uh, well, yeah. I'm not at 250, you weren't, but a suspect there appears to be a male wearing a hooded sweatshirt. He left the area on foot. There was a, a teenage girl uh, that was arrested yesterday, uh, or Tuesday morning, just after 10, um, that we reported the uh, police called to the NP Mart at 28th and O. Um, a man parked his Kia Sedona in the lot, went into the store. The vehicle was left unlocked, keys in the ignition. Uh, that's when he saw the vehicle being stolen. They eventually um, found the girl. She came back to the store. He tried to catch her, couldn't, but police got her. And then two cases of shoplifting where vape cartridges were targeted. You stop at uh, 9th and South, 20, uh, 9th and South 27th, about 9.30 Tuesday morning. Um, evidently, an employee reported uh, at 2 at the a.m. This, that morning, two men entered the store. One held the door open. The other took a display case of vape cartridges. And then around 4.30 yesterday morning, you stop at 32nd and Cornhusker. A man asked for ice. The other man took in a vape display that contained 90 cartridges. So, you know, these things are, are there's there's the smash and grab, but also just blatantly walking in the store, uh, diverting the attention of whoever's working and mm-hmm. grab a case of or a display case of vape products and out you go. Well, Officer Heim was in yesterday with Crime Stoppers and there was uh, iPad. Oh, taken from a convenience store. Well, they were yeah, it, it was. Yeah, it was uh, what so, they used to clock in and out. Clock with. in and out. And someone just went grabbed, and grabbed it. So you got a, a few of these going around. I, I don't think it's it's anything rash. There was just a number of them all all in the same time. But when you talk the vehicles, we normally see that in the winter when people are right. warming warming up the vehicle before they take off, leaving the keys in there, and then someone just coming by, going, "Yep, that vehicle's running," and they hop in. I'm a big advocate for the automatic starts. <laughs> you just hit that button, let that baby start warming up, and you don't have to have the keys in there. You're still inside. And it stays locked. And it stays well, locked. Wasn't there that story, though, of the kid, the TikTok whole thing that went on and the kids that uh, with the Kias? The oh, Kias yeah, the, that where they were getting in and the, doing the, the TikToks to start them through some kind of... It was a USB cable. USB cable. Oh, yeah. Yeah, we had, and that was local. That was they had two, I think, cars that they yep, stole that uh, way. The same, uh, same two uh, admitted to uh, they they were caught there at the zoo. Yeah, at the zoo, yep. five or five thirty in the afternoon, and then they admitted to stealing another one. So. Oh wow! Yep. Don't leave your keys in your vehicle either way. Don't yep. leave stuff unlocked. Yeah, it's it's unlocked. It's as as big an issue. And keep your garage doors closed. Yeah, I saw one of my neighbors when I left uh, 
uh, for work this morning. One of them had left their garage door open. <sighs> so, come on in. Yeah, that's pretty Welcome. much pretty much what you're saying. Number one. Well, NASA is uh, saying uh, some solar eruptions and solar flares could start to affect uh, the Earth very soon. Evidently, the sun's been very active, and that could cause things such as GPS signals being diverted and, you know, messed up. Power grids could have effects, uh, satellite, electronics, radio communications, solar flares and eruptions. Uh, and just so you know, the solar cycle, not yet as expected and has already surpassed expectations that's one of the things we know in the radio industry mark is when there's the solar flares what that can do to signals yeah especially satellite signals they, yeah. they seem to be affected the most but you know it can even affect uh well the astronauts on the space station yeah uh airline passengers you know they're exposed to a little more issue and and these flares are expected at least those solar forecasters say through 2025. Oh. So this could be an ongoing uh, a situation where we could have these little disruptions. You've been in the radio business for decades. What ha- Have you seen that happen personally? I saw it, um, what was it? It was a few years ago while uh, I was managing a, a station down in St. Joe, and we actually had a farmer bring a tower down. He caught it with a, a bailing rate. Um, and we had to go to our night pattern all the time because we lost a tower. Mm-hmm. And and that particular pattern, when we had some significant flares, really cut our uh, reception down really? in certain parts. Yeah. And I think it was partly due to the fact that we were in a unusual situation. But, yeah, I, we had people complain that they couldn't get the station yeah. during the, the middle of the day. So. Well, if you have trouble getting KLIN at any time, we also have the KLIN app. It's free, and you can stream it. All right, Sadie Lovin, LNK Today. Welcome. Caleb Henry's in the studio with me, Doug Fitzgerald. We've got Grow Lincoln. The team is here. You finally arrived. We're excited that you're here. Robin Estelman, Dave Albers. It's you a beautiful morning. It is. If we talked there was a little chill in the air. If you're afraid to walk outside because you're afraid, it might be like yesterday, much better today. <laughs> oh, beautiful. We were talking slushies and Choco Tacos earlier, so it's kind of like a cold treat morning. So. Yeah, yeah. It's a, it's a great day. I get to go out every morning and do chores, uh, so... I love it when it's a little bit cool out like this. Yeah, and if your body had acclimated to 103, you may want to consider pumpkin spice (laughs) this morning. Oh, Jack has talked plenty of pumpkin spice Oh, for crying out loud. (laughs) Well, cool drinks. Cool drinks, I think, are, from a coffeehouse standpoint, are high sales, right? Yeah. And um, you you talk about, I drink my coffee every morning uh, to kind of get waking up, woken up. There and, is uh, you got a lot of activity in town, and it's a, a new yeah. one coming. Yeah, really, a, another one. A well, new and another coffee one. chain. And another one. Right, <laughs> man. Robin, uh, we we were wondering about Robin and I were wondering about a building that was being built uh, at approximately 70th and Pine Lake, and I go over to go take a look at it, and they had the road blocked off. So a lot of times I just go and talk to the construction workers that are there. Uh, and I wasn't able to do that because I'd have to get out of my vehicle and walk across all the mud and everything. And I'm in my not mud uh, shoes. And actually, it wasn't even mud. It was just, you know, dirt and debris. But uh, I end up looking up online what it what, what was going to be built there. And what was it? 
another coffee house <laughs> at about 70th and Pine Lake, and it's called Ziggy's uh, Coffee House. And it made me think, how many coffee houses have we had? Because mm-hmm. we've got more coffee houses opening up than, well, than a lot of other types of businesses. So I kind of created a list. Uh, and so I got it on the internet, coffee houses in Lincoln. There were 23 different types, not including the multiple locations right. of, of several of them, uh, which we'll kind of go down a list here of some names that I think most people will be familiar with. So, And which ones have opened? And which, which ones, ones have are opened? open now that have been under construction forever right. and you finally gave up because you thought they were never going to finish? <laughs> yep. Some of them are right. actually open. Right. And that was the other thing is, is we have some fairly recent openings of, of some restaurants. So. So yeah. there you go. You're, you're right. talking Ziggy's. That's not that's not like a lo- it's obviously going to be here in town, but that's not a locally based one, right? They, they, that was one I was not a, I I was scurrying trying to get all this information together, so I couldn't find out whether or not that was a any franchise. I'm assuming it's not, but I Mr. I've never Eshleman heard of asked someone who is in the know. Is that right? And was told that it's based out of Denver. Oh, mm. good. Then I, we, I see several locations in Colorado. Perfect. Yeah. So, yeah. All right. Well, so Ziggy's is going up uh, right now. and uh, So this is, this is on the south side of Pine Lake Road, right before you hit the circle. It's at, just, yeah, at, on the southeast corner, effectively. Yeah, at about 16, where 69th and Pine Lake Road mm-hmm. would be. So I found the building permit. The building permit originally came in at $225,000. But we know it's much more than oh, that. Oh, yes. It costs a million bucks <laughs> to build a coffee shop. Oh, really? quite. It, it's going to be really? quite a bit more oh, than yeah. that. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, this, yeah. this I would is, have never guessed that. Yeah. This is This is why coffee is five dollars. <laughs> right. Well, that's five dollars is probably cheap. Uh, yeah. When some. you consider what it costs to yeah. you know, between construction costs and wages going yeah. up. It's But I mean this is what I, I just go, how many coffee houses, how many cups of coffee have to be consumed right? <laughs> to, to pay, pay for, for the building all of these different uh you know, different coffee houses and keep these places rolling. Hey, we got. Did we get news some news in from the newsroom? Yeah, Army veteran expands Ziggy's franchise here in Nebraska. Oh, great! So there it's, a you veteran, go. it's veteran based, retired Army veteran Michael Harris. Great, he's beginning a second career and seeks to create a successful business with his wife here in Lincoln, opening Ziggy's. Breaking great. news! There you go. K L I N this morning. Good yeah, job, go. Doug. Well, I didn't do that. That was Is, Mark Vale. That, that was Mark, Mark Vale. Good yeah, for he just Mark. Slipped it in there. So. Good. <laughs> so, well, speaking of this and looking at franchises of that list, Dave, how many of those are like just standalone, you know, mom and pop shops? Well, the list versus that I the yeah the list I franchise. created the list I created for us this morning. All of them had more than one location here in lincoln except for one the rest of them had multiple locations wow. and, and that was the other thing that made me go wow they're they're expanding all these types of coffee shops you know and trying to get their own branding it it just seems difficult but i would tell you just my guess is over that 23 probably well over half of them only have one location so hmm. uh but let's go down this list. Let's do uh, it. You're making me thirsty. There you go. Robin, I'm going to let you start out. Um, Starbucks is now open at 84th and Highway 2. If you were wondering when that was going to be 
completed. People are there now. People are going through the line. I get to see them. Uh, Not too far from my office. Also, and I think a lot of people already know this, but I I bring it up in case they're uh, unaware. There has been a Scooters that's been open for a while, also at 84th Mm -hmm. and Highway 2. So we're having a little coffee war. The coffee wars. (laughs) There you go. You know, what about, there's a Starbucks at Edgewood, too. Right? Yes. That, that that is open. Yes, it is. Yeah. Um I was at the Starbucks at 29th and Pine Lake last night and they had a sign that they are going to remodel that one and that you can go to Edgewood now. Because okay. they're going to close down the inside of 29th and Pine Lake. Mm-hmm. Probably not the you probably still do the drive-through, but yeah. So yeah, that and then scooters at 84. So plenty yeah. of coffee now. I mean, it was a coffee desert. Yeah, up, there really was now. I mean, and then you think about it, every restaurant has coffee. I mean, McDonald's has coffee, Wendy's has coffee, Arby's has coffee, Runs has coffee. You know, everybody has coffee. And then, of course, you know, Rock and Joe's, which is a very popular one, is right up the street at 84th yeah, and right. like Old yeah. Cheney. And that was uh, on know, our Pioneers. list. That was the only other one that I had that was a single, uh, single location single, in town. Yeah. And if you haven't been to Rock and Joe's, I just suggest you go in just because it's that's nice. It it's kind of cool. I've been there. Yeah, and I, I've only been there a couple of times. I I drink a lot of coffee at my office, <laughs> made by Dave, but uh, and at home made by Dave or Jackie, but uh, <laughs> but that Rock and Joe's is kind of it's kind of cool, and they have wine in there. Oh, really? They also yeah. do live. Oh, I live have music. been there. Self serve wine, right? Uh, I, you know what? I didn't, there, I didn't have any wine. Self-serve? I didn't have any wine. I believe you. Yeah, but I, you I buy didn't a have card any. and stuff. And isn't that right? No, I don't know. Oh. Buy a card and you can test out the wines. There's like they've got a whole like a little like a server thing. Hmm. It's all automatic. Hmm. All this technology, all in a coffee shop. Coffee, so. coffee and wine. You might as well yeah. hit it. You know, round the clock. Twelve. You know, Sir, I go to places with baristas and bartenders, and like they do that for you. <laughs> I don't know right. if you've heard about this. <laughs> it's getting there. Well, next on the list, you have Harbor Coffee, and I right. spoke with the owner right okay. before they were opening up their new place. So how right. is that going? Are they open at this point? Yes, they're open, and, and the one that we're talking about is at 1400 Pioneer, which is the, yeah. new, the new location that they have. Now, they also have a location at Piedmont, if right. I remember correctly. Yep. Now, so, if you're trying to figure out where 1400 Pioneer is... Just go to the prison. it's it's across the it's it's just to the west of the prison it's in a former burger king correct and there's a home decor store there and the home decor store has tons of signage but harbor i don't think has any signage you do have to drive up to the building to see it but it's in that former burger king which sits next to an amigos at 14th and highway 2 and which by the way Amigos has they have Capelli. coffee too. Yeah, they do, and they have their. It's branded coffee. This Capelli coffee. So, uh, that I I wrote it down on the list because it has something that it says coffee in the name. But uh, so I'm just it just is amazing to me when you start to think about it. All the different coffee things that are happening. I wonder when that scooters at ninth and van dorn is going to be done because you know you're going to have all these coffee right. options if you're coming f- from south yep. lincoln you've got new vibe at 14th and yankee hill and then you've got you've got the harbor coffee at 14th and highway two and so then when you get up to ninth and van dorn you'll have scooters that 
Right. So there's tons of options now going up 14th Street and up 10th, yep. you know, up 10th Street and into downtown. We're talking with the Girl Lincoln team on LNK Today this morning with Jack and Friends. Uh, question for you, with all of these popping up and, and, you know, being all over the place in the city, what is the sustainability have you seen as far as coffee shops when they open up and We haven't seen a disproportionately high number of them closing not many no we, there's there was one there's a couple that of them. went up for sale recently and i think got sold to a different owner and sometimes that's sort of an indication of either retirement or maybe having trouble with sales i i don't know which it was but yeah we haven't seen too too many of them shut down hmm. yeah surprisingly uh and that's somewhat shocking to me Hey, the next one on your list is that New Day Coffee and Smoothies. Yeah, I've, which... I've had that a couple of times. We actually had, because they can come around in their, their food truck, yeah. we actually parked that in front of Broadcast House a few weeks ago. Oh, yeah. that was It was great. Oh, I did. did you go coffee or did you go smoothie? I go smoothie. I grabbed that strawberry smoothie. Yeah. That's good stuff. I didn't know they had a food truck. I didn't know that either, because I had gone, because that's one of the places that we've been able to take Millie, and you get her a really small smoothie, and you try to, no whipped cream, the least amount of sugar, like, what's kind of the healthiest (laughs) one that you can get? But yeah, then they they came here, Broadcast House, we all went outside, got all the salespeople to come down from their perch upstairs, and we all (laughs) crawled out from behind the microphones and went out. Good stuff. Good Which, stuff. by the way, a great upstairs, if you ever need a building that has a great upstairs. Oh, it's fantastic. I think I, and I want to apologize because I think I called them the wrong name. Their old name was New Vibe. And, You're right. Yeah, new Not, Day is the new yeah, name. Correct. I think we all knew what you were talking about. Yeah. I think so. Uh, what so. what are the other the the others on the list that the that other you ones guys, on the list were able to put together is the mill uh, and needless to say we we kind of know that they have multiple locations mm-hmm. but to me the mill was kind of one of one of the original coffee houses in town that kind of one of the was, first yeah that kind of started mm-hmm. this coffee craze is what I'm going to call it. Uh, and being the the original one in the Haymarket area. So and, so now they're at Innovation Campus. Or it, they've which, been at College View for a while. And Antelope, or not Antelope Valley, um, Telegraph, Telegraph District. Telegraph District, which I've heard, I heard from somebody, not confirmed, but I heard that that's their number one sales right. store. Yeah, uh, I've heard the same thing. So, uh, and, and it wasn't just from Robin. I mean, I've heard it from somebody <laughs> else, which doesn't surprise me. I mean... That's that's a busy place, and but you can park. There's yeah. plenty of parking there. Yep. We have a busy lineup on the show this weekend. Yeah. Let's walk through that. Rachel Barth from Lincoln Airport is going to be in um, updating on the terminal construction and the movies that she is showing out there for the neighbors that can, they can drive in and bring mm-hmm. the kids and watch a free movie. We also uh, are going to have Topher Hansen, who is uh, the CEO of Centerpoint, and he's going to talk about their new building project that they have around the 11th and South area. Josh from John Henry's Plumbing, Apprenticeships and Starting Pay. My gosh, mm. if, if you missed our last Saturday's show, we were talking to Southeast Community College oh, about yeah, what people oh, yeah. are pay- being paid that mm-hmm. get out of school for the first, oh, um, very high wages.
Yes. And uh, needless to say, we'll have uh, Roger Frank from Frank Financial Consist and Derek from Lincoln uh, uh, Chamber of Commerce is going to come in. A nice. couple other coffee places we didn't get to. Rock and Joe Coffee and right. Bagels and Joe's. By the way, that Ziggy's, they have Red Bull infusions. Whoa. <laughs> if you want to wake up and stay up. <laughs> <laughs> this will get you going. Well, Rod, Red Bull infusions. I love it. Well, wow. thank you for coming in. Yeah. Chatting again. We yeah, appreciate thanks, guys. that. And Caleb, congratulations. Yes. Thank you I don't think we've seen much. you since your wedding, so good for you. I haven't seen you guys since like Independence Weekend. <laughs> <laughs> Congrats. Thank you. All right. Check of sports coming up next with Caleb Hamler. We're just talking to Robin and Dave with Girl Lincoln team. And uh, it is 825, and you're listening to LNK Today on 1499 KLIN. Waking up the capital city with the help of Nitro Cold Brew Coffee from Broken Rail Beverage Company. This is 1499.3 KLIN. Find someone who makes you as happy as this guy does when he says, Touchdown, Nebraska! It's time to go one-on-one with the voice of the Huskers, Greg Sharp. Brought to you by Bryant Air Conditioning, Heating, Electrical, and Plumbing. Caleb Henry and Doug Fitzgerald in studio wrapping up a Thursday and yeah, Greg Sharp has been more than a week into fall camp. He's been able to get a little bit of time seeing how the guys are developing. Greg, how's it been going? Football feels like it's finally here, and now there's preseason football even tonight. How about that little NFL action tonight? The Hall of Fame game. I know we've got some high school students probably getting ready to put the pads on as well. So, yeah, August flips that switch, doesn't it? And the Oscars have been at it already a week. Crazy that they've had that. They had a day off yesterday, but they're back on the practice field here in a couple of minutes. And uh, then we'll, I think it's Bill Bush meets with the media yep. afterwards today. But I, I think, you know, I think that the it's a typical first week of camp. You do the first couple of days without pads and, and then you start playing some real football. That changes things a little bit. Also, it uh, gets a lot, lot more physical. What did, uh, what did Chenander call it? Underwear days? <laughs> yeah. Pajama days, <laughs> underwear days. Yeah. A lot of people call it that. But it's not real football until you put the pads on. And that, there's some truth to that. Guys, you know, might, might uh, look like they're just lightning quick, and, man, that guy's going to be just tough to tackle. And then you put pads on, and guys get a little timid sometimes. So it does – it changes the mindset. Tell you what, before we ever put the pads on in high school, I looked like a quarterback that could have been recruited because I could <laughs> sling the ball all over. We put the pads on, I was like, I don't think this is going to work. <laughs> um, so what have been your impressions through the, through this first week from hearing from coaches and, and getting to see a little bit of, of practice? Well, I think that, you know, I think we're, we're seeing some real depth at certain spots on this team. I think the, the competition for playing time, and I'm thinking of, of like wide receiver or defensive back is going to be so intense mm-hmm. because there's so many guys that are pretty close. And so I think there's some real battles going on in those couple of positions. Uh, I, I think that, you know, the offensive line certainly is getting a lot of attention by the fans, and rightfully so. I think it's going to be the key, and I think Scott Frost even said this back in Indianapolis, at Big Ten Media Days, that we're probably going to go as far as that offensive line takes us. Mm-hmm. Now, we've not yet heard from Donovan Rayola. Uh, Mark Whipple indicated earlier in the week that things are going pretty well with that group. But uh, I think we'll hear from the head coach again tomorrow. And yeah. I think that will be some, some big questions will be about where is that offensive line and their development, and trying to kind of uh, find a five, a group of five that, that uh, fit pretty nicely together. I, I'm anxious to hear that from him tomorrow. 
Well, we were able to send uh, Matt McMaster, um, who's uh, he's working on his degree at UNL, and he's doing some work for us as well. But he was able to go watch some of practice. He, at least from his uh, his young eyes, he thought Trent Hickson was doing all right with that center position. Yeah, you know, I think I think they left spring, Caleb, feeling that Trent was going to be just fine at the center spot. Now, this is a guy that's played a lot of football in Nebraska, but at guard. Mm-hmm. So he's made a handful of starts, but not at the center position. Obviously, for the last couple of years, that's been held down by Cam Jurgens. But I think the coaches left spring going, we're just fine with Trent Hickson at center. So I think he's pretty well locked in there. I think, you know, the tackles are probably locked in with Ben Hart at the right side and Prohaska at the left. Mm-hmm. And Turner Corcoran's going to be a starter. Which which guard spot I think is yet to be determined. But the the beautiful thing about Turner Corcoran is he can play anywhere along the line. He can yeah. even he could even play some center. I don't know that he spent much much time there, but I think he would even be re- relishing the, the opportunity if that needs to to happen for this team. So they've got a great guy in Kirk Corcoran who's so versatile that can slide to any different spot. We know he can play tackle. He's done that before. So. Uh, you know, I, I think he's in the mix. To me, the the one open spot would be that other guard spot. Who is gonna that gonna be? We talked to Brock Bando last night on Sports Honey. I think he would be a name that would be in that that mix. Maybe Henry Latovsky, who's a redshirt freshman offensive lineman that we've heard a lot about his uh, prowess in the weight room. Is he is he a guy that maybe could be a starter? So I'm anxious to kind of just see how that all plays out here in the next two two and a half weeks. Also had earlier this week the first ever Big Ten media, the volley, Big Ten Volleyball Media Days, which was extremely cool to see everyone get together for that and Nebraska contingent represented out there. Um, for you watching that, because you've, you, you've seen the, the growth of, of uh, just women's sports over the, the last 50 years, you know, as we talk a lot about Title IX um, and what that's been able to do. And we see it with women's sports here in Nebraska, but for a whole conference to get together for volleyball and and have their media days in the way that the Big Ten was able to do it, that was awesome earlier this week. Fantastic. Keep in mind that that they don't have a postseason tournament in that sport, so those teams are never together mm-hmm. all at once. And so that was phenomenal to see that. There's, I mean, there's no question the Big Ten in that particular sport of volleyball is head and shoulders above anybody else in the country, just with the depth of the league and the national championships that have been won by conference members. And so for the Big Ten to do that, hopefully that's a trendsetter around the country and that the other big conferences follow suit and do that. But also I think it's a credit to the folks who cover the sport in the league. There's a lot of great coverage of volleyball in the Big Ten Conference led by Nebraska. I mean, Nebraska clearly had the most media members in Chicago earlier this week for that. So, you know, I I think it's an underserved sport. Uh, You know, I think it's a fascinating sport to watch. Husker fans have known that for years. I think the rest of the country is starting to catch up on that. So you've only got 23 days until Husker football, 22 until volleyball. We talked with John Baylor earlier this week, and now because in the last week we we officially got the transfer decision from Kayla Caffey, there's going to be a freshman that has to step into a national title contending team with Nebraska for that last middle blocker position, whether it's Becca Alec or Maggie Mendelson. What 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 kind of pressure is that for for someone knowing that they've got to be in a big time position like that? Well, I think that's why they they both chose Nebraska to come here because they're both big time players. They mm-hmm. both played international volleyball 
and, and are certainly, I think, uh, of the ilk to handle that position. And they also have another All-American right there next to him, Caitlin Ord, <laughs> yeah. who's going to be able to plug into that system as well. And she was one of the preseason all-conference picks as a middle. So it's it's like that. there's going to be a, a riches of talent there. Maggie Mendelson was considered to be one of the top five volleyball players coming out of high school last year. And remember, Maggie Mendelson came out a year early. She's supposed to only be a senior in high school. I think she just turned or is about to turn 17. So this is a really <laughs> young lady who's then going to play basketball once the volleyball season ends. She's going to play on Amy Williams' team. She is an amazing athlete to put in there. And, and I, I don't need to tell anybody in the Waverly area, uh, Becca Alec, how, how dominant she's been in her prep day. So I think there's a, a wealth of talent there for John Cook to pick from. And, and Caitlin Ord is, is at the top of that list with her already a distinguished college career. So I, I, that's not really a spot that I don't that John Cook probably is losing much sleep of at night. Do you remember a couple of years ago when Ivanu Drogo had just gotten to campus all through the year? Hey, he's only 17. He's only 17. We're going to get to yeah. do that again now on the women's side of things. And it's crazy, right? You, you kind of wonder, particularly in Maggie's case, you know, why skip that senior year? Why, why rush the why rush the whole thing? But, hey, that's her decision to do mm-hmm. that. Right. I'm told she's very mature for her age and that she just was ready. She, she had passed. She'd taken a lot of AP courses in high school, so she had uh, uh, zipped her way through that, had graduated, and was ready to, to move on with the next chapter of her life. But uh, Husker fans are going to love that, you know, and they're going to see an awful lot of her, right? I mean, yeah. you're going to start seeing her play in August and, and hopefully deep into March with the basketball team. So we're going to see a lot of Maggie uh, for the next four years. That is that is a grind being a being a two sport athlete like that. I know we've seen some some football guys, and you you see it some more with the fall sports where they'll do something in the spring, typically track and field. Track. Yeah. yeah. H- how hard is this double to go fall to winter? I think it's gonna be really hard, real really difficult. We've seen a couple of play a couple of volleyball players in the past play some women's basketball where they didn't have real big roles. Mm-hmm. I think Amy Williams is planning on Maggie Mendelson playing quite a bit because she was, <laughs> again, one of the top 20, 25 basketball players in the country coming out of, uh, out of, out of last year as well. So it's going to be difficult, and you know you, you worry. you got to got to kind of monitor her work uh, load, and uh, that's going to be an interesting transition to follow. But it's just it's incredible that she's that talented in both of those sports to be considered to be a, a major player in both both sports. So with just the 22 days until volleyball, 23 until basketball, how busy is your schedule starting to fill up now with everything this month? Yeah, it is. You know, starting <laughs> to get to get, get to all the media availabilities for football with three, usually three a week uh, with those things. And, you know, it's certainly it's, it's, it's sped up the content for Sports Nightly. We're, we're through the dog days of trying to just go, okay, what do we put on there tonight, June and July? Now you have ample things to talk about yeah. and you know soccer started practice early this week for the huskers volleyball starts early next week and those two sports unlike football they can do two a days they mm-hmm. can go two practices a day and you know we just and i talked about this a little bit last night that you know it's not, not been that long since football eliminated the two a days but i think it's probably a good move i mean because it's such a physical sport and you're draining your body so much particularly with putting pads on and being outside in the scorching heat that we've had mm-hmm. uh, for the last week or so, where you know, particularly volleyball, they get to work indoors. Soccer can, you know, yeah, they do quite a bit of running, but they're not covered with pads and all those type of things. So right. it's here, it's ready to roll, and I think uh, a lot of people who love sports 
are certainly ready for this time of year to get cranked up. How's the the planning been going now that we're into the the final few weeks for the the island trip? Starting to get. In fact, I got a I got an email yesterday from the the travel coordinator needing my passport and all that type of information. <laughs> so it's it's getting real. You you, th- you talked about you, the, the number of days before the first game. Well, remember the team, and I'm going to be with the team. We're leaving on that Monday, mm-hmm. so we leave on the 22nd. So we're 18 days away from wheels up to get to Dublin. Uh, to get over there, get bodies acclimated to the time change, and and for the team to have a couple of practice sessions before the game, and and for the team to to try to enjoy themselves with a couple of planned events they have for the football team. So yeah, while the game is until the twenty seventh, it's kind of like by the by Monday, it's it's go time because you have to have the bag packed and and ready to head head to Europe. I'm seeing a lot of fans post to social media um, in all of the Husker groups. Who's going to the game? Who's been? Who's gotten some of the packages? Who's still looking for tickets? There, I think there's going to be some good representation for Husker fans in Dublin once we get there at this end, end of this month. Caleb, I, I've heard it's going to be easily over ten thousand awesome. Husker fans will be in attendance. Northwestern's probably in that three to four range. And then you're going to have a lot of locals who are going to buy tickets to support the event. And, you know, just throughout Europe, uh, college football fans who, you know, who maybe are Americans who live overseas and go, man, I want to go see a college football game. I haven't been to a game in a while. And so, I, you know, the stadium seats, I think, 45, 46,000. It's not going to be full, but it's going to be probably more than half full. And so it'll look good on TV for the game and it, just the experience for these players to be able to go to another country. I mean, that's just a, a cool thing for them. A lot of the other sports get to do that. They'll take those European trips in summer with the basketball team. And John Cook has taken his volleyball team to Japan and some of those spots in the past, but football's never really been able to get the chance to do this. So this is, this is really cool and a, a fun experience for all the guys. Well, it seems like everyone on the volleyball team plays on one of the the under <laughs> under eighteen, under twenty, yeah. under twenty one. They're they're all playing in these international games anyway. Right. By the time they even get to Nebraska, <laughs> right? And there's not a lot of under twenty one football teams <laughs> right. to play Spain or something like that. Yeah, uh, yeah. Madrid would get absolutely run in that. <laughs> um, so as, as some some news we had earlier this week as we're talking with Greg Sharp, voice of Nebraska. Uh, of Husker football here on KLIN LNK Today with Jack and Friends. The red carpet experience that's moving forward, there was a big donation for that. So not just for this year, but it seems like it's going to be in a good position going forward. We talked about how how big of a deal that is. Uh, when you heard that news, what, what was your first reaction? Love it. Love it. You know, and think, think about this. Uh, you and I could have been doing this interview on August, what is today, the 4th, August, the 4th, 2021. And I, w- I could have said red carpet experience. And you go, what, what are you talking about? <laughs> I mean, this thing wasn't even a, this thing wasn't even thought of 12 months ago. And now it's become a really cool deal to offer up some tickets to some underprivileged areas of our state and kids and a chance to expose them and let them come and experience a college sporting event, whether it's football or men's or women's basketball or baseball or softball. I think it's just phenomenal, and maybe you maybe you put into the mind of a young person a dream that that's they want to be a part of that. They want to be on that field or on that playing court at some point in time in their life, and maybe you spur them on to a, another thing. I think it's just a, a wonderful thing, a great thought from Dr. Lawrence Chatters, who's a part of uh, Trev Albert's staff at Nebraska, to come up with this idea, and now you've got a, a booster and a, and a foundation that's going to support this thing moving forward. I, I just think it's fantastic. It's another nice wrinkle that Nebraska's come up with. And, you know, I, I can tell you, this wasn't an idea that they sat around a, a boardroom for 
three or four days to come up with. Lawrence just kind of popped in his mind one day, and they went. And sometimes those are the best ideas. Yeah. There's something kind of simple like that that takes off. I think it's great. So as I've been going through my new podcast, Hey Dad, and talking with dads, a lot of them, their experiences growing up are going to sporting events, whether it's in the state of Nebraska, outside of the state of Nebraska, but it's having that connection with your parents, and I'm particularly talking about dads, but going to those events and those being core memories growing up. And I love that the red carpet experience, because of what it's able to do for some underserved communities within our state, is able to give those memories because those are something that stays with you for a lifetime. And like you said, that might spark something for down the road for these young people. Absolutely. Somebody may sit there and go, you know what, that's that's my new goal. I want to play college football or I want to play softball or something because they were exposed to a Husker sporting event. I can still tell you the first college basketball game that I attended as a six or seven year old kid or the first college football game that I went to. I can still remember and have the memory burned in my brain about walking through the gates or walking up through a tunnel and, and out out pops the field in front of me. And so those, those things, you're right, do stick with you the rest of your life. I think it's just a really cool thing. I'm so proud of, of Nebraska for, for implementing this and now continuing it on. Um, hey, Greg, just because this just came through on our email over here, so I'll get your reaction. Uh, Nebraska track and field head coach Gary Pepin just announced his retirement after uh, 42 years as the head coach of Nebraska track and field. He's an institution. He, he is absolutely uh, one of the, the Hall of Fame coaches. He will go in the Nebraska Hall of Fame probably next year. I mean, this guy has given his life to Nebraska track and field. And, you know, Gary is, is cut from a cloth of just toughness. And, man, you just you walk into the indoor facility over at the Devaney Complex and look at all the championship banners that have been hung up there and all the All-Americans that he has coached, the Olympians that he has coached, legendary coach. And, I'm happy for Gary to to put a bow on the end of his career and move on into a different phase of his life. But, man, that is a one, one unbelievable guy. And every coach on Nebraska staff, whether it be John Cook or Will Bolt or whoever it may be, will tell you Gary Pepin is one of the guys they really look up to. You talk about some of the sports where it can get um, a little volatile with, okay, there's coaching changes and you're figuring out what everyone's doing. Track and field didn't have to do that from the top with with Coach Pepin. That was that was a coach I met with as I was going through my recruiting process. That he he has been there and he has been fantastic for Husker athletics and especially track and field. Um, that one caught me off guard when I opened the email here just a couple minutes ago, Greg. Yeah, forty two years. I mean, Gary's well into his seventies. You know, you knew the time was coming at mm-hmm. some point. I mean, it just it just ends and. You know, it, it, running a big program like that because think about how many student athletes are in track and field. I mean, it, yeah. I think the I think the men's roster alone is like one thirty or one forty, mm-hmm. and the women's roster maybe not quite that size, but pretty close. I mean, that's you're overseeing a really big thing, and so it's it's a huge undertaking. And you know, we all knew this day was probably coming. It's going to be sad, bittersweet, but uh, but I'm just thankful that I got a chance to to know Gary Pepin, and I just know how many student athletes. Over those 42 years, he had a huge impact on. Yeah. Uh, what do you have coming up on Sports Nightly tonight? Well, some reaction to that news that you just brought up there. <laughs> Obviously, the practice report. Uh, Bill Bush going to meet with the media today. Can't wait to hear what he has to say. A progress report on both the kicker and the punter that he has brought in from the FCS level. And BTN is in town shooting their, their daily camps, hoping to talk to one of their guys oh, that's uh, right. on the show as well. That is Greg Sharp, voice of the Huskers. Greg, thanks so much. I'm sure I'll see you at one of these press conferences sometime. 
Sounds good, Caleb. Thanks. There you go. We will wrap up a Thursday edition of LNK Today with Jack and Friends next on KLIN. I like the local news because it doesn't get into all these politics. Get today's top news and sports directly to your inbox. Sign up for the daily at KLIN.com. You're listening to LNK Today with Jack and Friends on 1499.3 KLIN. We got some business to attend to. Two winners yes. of the four packs to Happy Together Tour at the State Fair because we had a couple left over from Ticket Thursday, which was super fun. Um, the reverse lie detector. Mo and Tim, you guys are going to the State Fair for that concert. So Mo and Tim, keep an eye on your text messages. We'll be reaching out get some more information there. Doug, thank you so much for being in you for bet. another Thursday. Good. Thanks to Greg Sharp and the Grow Lincoln team. And tomorrow, Request Line Friday. No theme. Send them in, 402-479-1400. We're going to have a great time with all of that. Also going to be talking with Jeff Malt later in that show as well. One more day in the Jack Mitchell Vacation Week. <laughs> We're having fun with it, though, here on LNK Today with Jack and Friends. It's 9 o'clock. From the Momo P-